Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Billie Jean King. This is Marion Bartoli. I'm Mats Villander. This is Mary Carrillo. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. This is Yannick Noah, and you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. Hello, folks, and welcome to the Tennis Podcast, our fifth daily Billie Jean King Cup Finals podcast from, respectively, Turin, Seville and Solihull. I'm in Turin, having had a a fairly leisurely day, gearing up to what will be a very unleisurely day when the ATP Finals kicks off tomorrow. David's in Solihull, been doing all sorts today, including watching an awful lot of tennis. Matt has had an extremely unleisurely day in Seville, but but mostly good, Matt? Mostly good, yes. I I started it at a sort of Apple store in Seville because I woke up and my phone hadn't charged and wasn't charging. And I felt that that was, that was a situation that needed immediate attention. So I took myself off to the electronics store, brushed off my my Spanish tech vocab and got the guy to sort out my phone and then came to the stadium for the tennis. So, yes, busy day. Didn't you go to an Apple store on one of your Spanish trips last year and were very pleased to get to dust off your Spanish vocab? It was actually two years ago when my oh. when my headphones stopped working. Yeah, right. so th- any, any things seem to just go wrong when I'm in Spain. <laughs> I... Um... I get very anxious about low batteries. If anybody's less than 60%, mm. yeah. I feel a bit weird about it. People that don't have portable chargers, that freaks me out. <laughs> how, are you, how, are you, how are you living life? And we are currently recording this podcast with me on a draining battery situation due to technological factors involving my laptop. So... This could be fun, David. <laughs> it's exciting, isn't it? Uh, I, I can confirm, actually. I, I've sent the odd screenshot to Catherine over the years and I've got a very angry mm. uh, message <laughs> back about the state that I've allowed my charge to get into or lack of charge. I'm a bit funny about things running out. Like I never let toothpaste or loo roll or anything run out, ever. <laughs> I'll always have bought the next one have you been in an electric car where you can see the 
battery power percentage that's left. I find yeah, that quite, so I obviously quite stressful. Agreed. Yeah, I, I know that I will have an electric car eventually, but that element of it really freaks me out. Mm. I mean, I know we kind of have it with petrol. Yeah, but it but somehow seems worse when anyway, you get a figure. It seems worse. Yeah. It seems worse, yeah. Anyway, these are my issues. They <laughs> <laughs> need for us to deep dive on them now. Uh, let's talk Billie Jean King Cup Finals because we know our finalists for 2023. It is to be Italy against Canada in the finals. Italy's path through rather more straightforward than Canada's. They got the better of Slovenia in uh, with two wins to nothing. They didn't play the doubles because that really would have been dead as a Dead as a dodo, absolutely playing for nothing. So they didn't play it. Hurrah. Uh, we have, we're just on the come down from watching Canada's route through to the finals via the most decisive of decisive doubles rubbers uh, with uh, Leila Fernandez and Gabby Dabrowski of Canada taking on Barbora Krejcikova and Katerina Siniakova and doing the seemingly impossible, taking them down. And Matt... If there is an MVP from semi-finals day in Seville, it surely has to be Leila Fernandez. Without doubt. Just an absolutely extraordinary performance, really, from her. You know, facing facing down the checks, the formidable checks, and knowing that she needs to win two matches because Canada are already 1-0 down, courtesy of Barbora Krejcikova's win. So... In comes Leila Fernandez, and first of all, she's facing Marketa Vondrosheva, who, as we discussed yesterday, had won 26 sets in a row in this competition and hadn't lost in it since her very first match. And she beat her. Um, you know, we can go into more depth into that match, but that was an extraordinary performance in itself. Her first top 10 win since the 2021 US Open where she had three top 10 wins in that tournament. She had been 0-8 since then against top 10 players. So a huge step up in performance. And then she goes and sort of is the standout player on the doubles court. And she's playing alongside a lot of standout doubles players. You know, Craig Shikova and, and Siniakova, their record speaks for themselves. I always say that Gabriela Dabrowski is, is, is my Luisa Stefani. She's just a player that I think is really good on the doubles court and is able to make a difference. But that player today was Leila Fernandez. The way, the way she rose to the occasion tonight for Canada and the way she took over this tie was something very, very special indeed and just an absolute joy to watch. She's a force of nature, Leila Fernandez. Certainly when she's in in a mood like she's been in in Seville all week. And I just, <laughs> I I love how unexpected that is in this tiny little diminutive package. She is nothing but power. And she, she you can sort of feel the aura around her and the way that she dominated both those matches, dominated the Wimbledon champion with this unbelievable record in the Billie Jean King Cup dominated the doubles court with, with I mean, look, Leila Fernandez is a really good doubles player. I think it can be overlooked how great a double season she's had alongside Taylor Townsend, but she's a singles player playing 
playing doubles with some success and she certainly hasn't played with Gabby Dabrowski very much, whereas Katerina Sinyakova and Barbora Krojikova are sensational singles players and the most well-oiled doubles team on tour, pretty much. You know, they've been playing together since they were kids, literally. So for her to just muscle that day, today, and bend it to her will, I find just kind of magical, really. I, I, I love, I love Leila Fernandez. I really do. And it makes you want more of her, doesn't it? And like week to week, you want her to be a factor. She's, okay, she's on my wish list. You know, she's somebody I just want to be around and relevant all the time. I think today was one of the all-time great performances in a team competition in tennis. Just simple as that. To to go and beat a player of Vondrosova's class and somebody who's got that 26 sets in a row record and to withstand the comeback. You know, the... The winning the first set easily, second set very one-sided. Then that game, that game where she went love 40 up and Ugh. and Catherine, you messaged, oh, my word, Vondrosova is just putting together a Sophia Kennan against, was it Garbinia Magarutha at the Australian Open mm. run of points here? And then suddenly, Fernandez replied with an even greater run of points to hold that, that game. And, and I realised... When I sent that message, I realised obviously you and I, David, are watching on a on a stream, whereas Matt's there in the stadium, and there was no reply from Matt when I sent that message. And obviously, after Leila Fernandez turned it around and went on to win that game, I realised that Matt was sitting there looking at my message, thinking, oh, 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 "She's got she's got no idea what is about to come from Leila Fernandez." <laughs> I was sitting there in the future and. And knowing mm. what Leila Fernandez was going to do, would you like to hear Marketa Vondrosheva's analysis of that game? Because yes, it really made me smile. You know, sometimes you know we can, you know, we can read a lot into tennis matches, and we all talk about tennis, you know, all the time and, and go deep with analysis. But sometimes you just need someone to say it, kind of like a seven-year-old might say it. And that was Marketa Vondrosheva today. She said. Fernandez was smashing the ball so hard I couldn't do much. And I kind of just thought, yeah, that was it. Like the way Fernandez took over and played with such aggression in that match was was what struck me. And I think I think it caught Vondrosheva out. Like I don't think she was expecting Fernandez to have that power and to be able to dominate quite so much. It it really was an extraordinary performance. And she is she is belting the ball absolutely belting the ball and on both wings as well. I mean, there was some, there was one particular backhand that again, I texted about knowing Matt would have really enjoyed it. A critical backhand down the line uh, from Leila Fernandez in the second set tie break of the doubles. And yet Dabrowski didn't, didn't play badly overall in that doubles, but when the pressure was most on, she was the one that looked like she felt the pressure to most to be. And it, it was like Leila Fernandez just stepped up and said, it's okay, don't worry, I've got this. Which is, wow, I mean, she's, yeah, she's quite something. And they kind of had to come back as well in the doubles, didn't they? Or sort of come come back from behind. What's Mary Carrillo's expression? Uh, come back from ahead. Come back from ahead. 
come back. She had to come back from ahead. She and she and Dabrowski because they had the break, didn't they? In the second set, they were setting a break, and you're thinking, right, this is done. We were thinking about recording times, weren't we? We were sort of gearing to set up for the podcast, and then all of a sudden, the the checks had broken back. They had the momentum, and I just thought they don't give you they don't give you another chance. These two, once the match is in their hands, it's theirs. And by goodness me, Leila Fernandez had other ideas. You just don't mess with her when she's in that <laughs> mood. Unbelievable. But it is, it's a tough turnaround for them now, right? I know this is kind of unavoidable, but it is surely an, in, an incredible advantage for Italy to have finished their match so much earlier in the day, given that the final is played tomorrow. Yeah. I think I think that is a factor tomorrow. Uh, I think there's the physical element of just, you know, that was a pretty grueling tie for Canada and they haven't got that much turnaround time at all. Uh, I still don't think they've been to press yet. And what is it, half 11 p.m. local time. So it's going to be, you know, you'd have thought after all their recovery, they're not going to be asleep till, well, I would say at least 1, 1.30 in the morning. Um, and it's a three o'clock local time start tomorrow. So that is a that is a quick turnaround for Canada, whereas Italy, you know, had the tie wrapped up by mid-afternoon today, early afternoon. So they've got a sort of full day's recovery. And then of course there's the there's the mental and emotional drain of of coming through such a close emotional tie like this you know I, I don't doubt Leila Fernandez for a moment in that sort of she can she can keep that going um but it, it it'll be a tall order and and she's up against some some Italians who really really desperately want to win this as well so you know it's it's a fascinating element to the final even if I agree with you it's it's not ideal you know format wise that it does seem that one team has as such a disadvantage in in terms of recovery. The emotional element is really interesting with Canada, isn't it? Because this is their first ever Billie Jean King Cup final, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's kind of a, a summit mounted in itself, you know, to to and yet to not have any chance to really let that sink in or enjoy it or celebrate it because you have to refocus straight away. I think that's really, really tricky. Really tricky. David, what do you think? I do, but Fernandez just makes me think anything's possible <laughs> and that she's just going to ride the wave. She's just going to... She, I don't know whether she's going to bed tonight. She's just going to be psyching herself up for this final. I mean, I just, I just have such faith in her in this competition. She, She looks... She was a brilliant player in that 2021 run to the US Open. She had that... Same kind of intensity then as she does now. I don't, I don't, I do find myself wondering where, where has she been? You know, I know she's had moments, but nothing, nothing consistent since then. And look, her game is maybe limited by her physical stature to some degree. Uh, and she has to be absolutely bang on it in order to hurt players enough. Maybe that's what it is. But she, it's, I found it. A bit of a downer. Obviously, it's been a huge downer that Emma Raducanu hasn't been able to follow that up because of injury and, and all the rest of it. But I did hope that Leila Fernandez would be more of a factor more often. But right now, right at this moment and these few days, 
she I don't want to say is unbeatable, but she I don't see anybody beating her. I just she's awesome. I do this this doesn't account for all of the last two years, obviously, but she did have a pretty serious injury in bang smack in the middle of last year, didn't she? She played that uh, French Open match. She was in great form in the French Open. I remember us getting excited about her again and she played Coco Goff, I want to say, uh, at the French Open. She played somebody at the French Open and she was playing injured through most of it. She obviously lost. I don't know whether she actually ended up retiring, but it was certainly clear that she was suffering with this foot injury throughout, and it turned out to be a terrible injury. Her foot was in a, a, a boot, and she was on the sidelines for a long time, so that rather torpedoed her 2022 season. Matt's, I think Matt's just Googled it. How much of that have I misremembered, Matt? Well, there's no Coco Goff involved. <laughs> right, okay. Um, <laughs> Who was she playing? No, what I remember God. from that um, French Open was that, was that was the year that they put the quote on the side of the, of the stadium at Roland Garros, which is that, that slightly clunky one in English, which is victory belongs to the most tenacious. And I remember watching mm, Leila Fernandez. Exactly. And I, I, I remember watching Leila Fernandez beat Belinda Bengcic at that French Open in three tight sets. And I remember, I think I tweeted, it would be so appropriate for Leila Fernandez to win the French Open when we're describing, you know, victory belonging to the most tenacious, because that's such a, that's such a Leila Fernandez quality. Um, she then Went, went on to reach the quarterfinals of that French Open and, and interesting, interestingly, lost to Martina Trevisan. And right. I was, I, I was yes. going to bring up a, a different match that she played against Martina Trevisan, which was at last year's Billie Jean King Cup finals. This was a group stage match, Canada versus Italy. And Fernandez beat Trevisan love and love in that group stage match. Oof. And then... Fernandez and Dabrowski combined to win the doubles against um, Italy, one and one. So, you know, Fernandez had played four sets and only dropped two games at the start of the Billie Jean King Cup finals last year. Um, obviously couldn't, couldn't carry that forward. But, I, but sort of to go back to your point, I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think Roland Garros, she was playing injured. She didn't play again last season until, um, until Toronto. So she sort of missed all the grass court swing and a bit of the hard court swing as well. And then it was a, a very sort of stunted schedule through to the end of the season as well. Okay. Well, Matt's, Matt's memory shits on my memory. That's what we've, that's what we've learned there. <laughs> anyway. In fairness, I am looking at the results. <laughs> the whole thing about right. having, okay, having well, facts and stats <laughs> at his fingertips that you and I, Catherine, sometimes forget about. <laughs> Look, I've got a battery situation. I can't be wasting any extraneous battery on <laughs> on opening Chrome. Well, exactly. Okay, I've got Zoom Zoom open and that's it. And we're going to try and ride it out to the end. Um, let's talk about Italy then. Their 2-0 victory over Slovenia. I was able to watch um, quite a lot of the first match between Martina Trevisan and Kaya Yuvan. However, I was watching it on mute because I was having to do other Turin related things and it was a really bizarre experience I kept on texting you saying what is going on Matt what is going on 
Matt was sort of very politely trying to say, I'm trying to work, Catherine, I can't provide text commentary for you. Um, because they both seem to be having some sort of, they both seem to be struggling, be it emotionally or physically or both one seeping into the other. Whatever it was, they both seem to be having a bit of a breakdown down there. It was an extremely tough watch and I didn't know whether there was sort of something extraneous or external going on that I wasn't aware of, whether they were just suffering in the moment. Kai Yuvan kept on having uh, at the sit-down, her captain kept on sort of massaging her arms, suggesting she was kind of having full body cramps or feeling certainly feeling stress very physically and the same chain of ends Martina Trevisan is is crying it it was a lot Matt and that was and that was with no sound um what what was your experience of that match my experience was similar that it was it was an ordeal and I found it a, a real struggle to watch actually it, it wasn't it was not high quality tennis um look Unforced errors is a subjective stat and, you know, you can't always read too much into it. But the stats for this said that between them, over the two sets, they hit more than 100 unforced errors. And it did feel like that. You know, it, it, it was, there were quite a lot of good points, but they were always ending on, on errors, you know. And it was, it was you know... Seven six six three, I think, was the scoreline, but it was almost two and a half hours. It was really extended and grueling. Um, we got to hear from Trevisan afterwards, and she admitted, yes, look, the emotions were running extremely high today. She said she was very emotional on court. That was the reason why she was crying. It, it, it wasn't anything else. It was just pure emotion and pressure and stress sort of getting to her. And I think, you know, she knew she wasn't playing that well. And she knew it was a big match. And I think all of that was just a lot. And, you know, she sort of needed to needed to let it out. So that was what was going on with Trevisan. We don't entirely know what was going on with Kaya Yuvan. She she didn't come to press. Um, both both players were lined up in the doubles nomination. So therefore they were going to come to press at the end of the tie. So we weren't gonna have them come in during the tie. It was always going to be at the end. But at the end of the tie, it turned out that it was just the Slovenian captain and Tamara Zidansek. Kaya Yuvan was not there. Um, I found that a, you know, a slightly tricky dynamic for me there in the press conference because I wanted to know, you know, if possible, for an update on, on sort of Kaya Yuvan. I was genuinely worried about her because she was shaking a lot during that, during that match. She didn't look well. But then I didn't really know if it was anyone else's sort of place to sort of say how she was feeling. So I just I just sort of gently asked the captain for an update. And he said, she's okay. She's back at the hotel. She'll be fine tomorrow. Now, I thought that was a slightly strange thing to say, because sort of how do we know how she'll be tomorrow? Um, and I don't I don't want to absolutely sort of speculate wildly on sort of what was going on. But I do think it's important to just know the context around Kaya Yuvan and in particular Kaya Yuvan at this tournament. She has spoken pretty openly about the fact that her father died last year from cancer in December. 
the last match he saw her play was a Billie Jean King Cup playoff this time of year against China. And Kai Yuvan has said, you know, it's a lot for me to be playing these team competitions. You know, I'm, I love them. There's, there's a great aspect to them. But there's kind of a heaviness, I suppose. And um, every time she steps on the court, she sort of feels it. And look, I don't want to say that that was what was happening today, but I think that's just sort of important context to have on on Kaya Yuvan when she's out there in a in a huge match like that. And um, yeah, that may that may explain some of what we saw. Um, yeah, really feel for her. Thanks, Matt. That's um, didn't know that. And that's uh, I knew I knew about her father, um, but that's important to know. Um, second match, David, Jasmine Paolini. If there's a second MVP, <laughs> it's Jasmine bloody Paolini, isn't it? I've, I've... Hey, if there's an MVP for the week, she's unbeaten, right, Matt? Yeah, yeah. Both both Italian singles players unbeaten. Right, yeah. yeah. She is unbeatable, David. <laughs> no, no. For, for for at least another twelve hours. <laughs> Fernandez has, has has gone unbeaten as well, though, right? She hasn't yeah. lost yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something's got to give. I was going to say. Here I am saying that Fernandez has produced one of the all-time great performances, and by association, I'm doing down Jasmine Paolini again because <laughs> 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 she's just you know the the backup. <laughs> the understudy. Now, listen. She she's amazing. She's uh, what she's what she's doing is rubbing my face in it, and and I couldn't be happier for her because she is just going out there and taking these matches. And she was she had to withstand a lot in that match from from everything that I've seen. I didn't get to watch all the match myself, but I heard that. I mean, after it went one set all, she was behind in that decider, and she had to turn that around. And and. I love it. I, 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 what's now remind me what, what's the order then for tomorrow? Would she play Fernandez? Is that, or is it Trevisan mm-hmm. who would play Fernandez? No. So Trevisan will be the number two and Paolini will be the number one. So it will okay. be, be Paolini Fernandez. I mean, that is a, she's the number one, David, of course. Of course she is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that you is get used to this new reality that you're living in. <laughs> that is a draw that I can a matchup that I I can get excited for because of how you're going to love it, Catherine. I mean you you should take oh, the yeah, day off I your am. ATP finals and just watch that because that <laughs> is intensity list heaven for you. That I know. Oh. I know. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna find a screen. Not my laptop screen because I think it'll be dead by then. But I'll find another screen to watch on. No, I think I think it's going to be good. She she's fun. She's a fun time to watch. Actually, I mean, she's not. She doesn't have a massive game, and it's it. I always think it it's limited because hence why I said she's a good draw. But she's just got so much more to her as a human being than that that she just makes it work. There's a good line that Paolini was in the stands as a fan the last time Italy won the Billie Jean King Cup, which was 10 years ago. Uh, They were at home in the final and it was the team of Vinci, Irani and Panetta. And uh, they beat Russia, I believe, in that final. And yeah, Jasmine Paolini was, was in the stands, I think, as a as a teenager wow. and now here she is 10 years later playing in the final and 
I think what's what's interesting about the Italian team is that every single one of them has this year reached their career high singles ranking. That's Bronzetti, Trevisan, Cocciaretto, Stefanini, and Paolini. They, they've all reached their career high at some point in 2023. And, you know, it's not been huge heights. You know, I think, I think Trevisan maybe has been ranked the highest, but it, it's just indicative of a, of a group of players who are sort of all in form, all playing well, all on the rise. And it's kind of what happens. Like you've got to, got to make the most of those times where everyone in your team seems to be sort of coming together and, and playing well. And they've certainly done that. It's, it's going to be very hard because they're up against, as we said, Leila Fernandez and, and all that she brings. But you cannot, you cannot write this, this Italy team off. There's, a, there's an incredible spirit to them. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. And the good news for neutrals is it looks to me like there's a very good chance that this will go to the doubles. As brilliant as Paulini's been, Fernandez is is the heavy favourite there, I think. I mean, I, f- I feel like you, David, I'd back it to be pretty much anyone at the moment. Um, all due respect to Marina Stokusic, she's had a fantastic week, but she will be heavy underdog against, I assume, Martina Trevisan which means that, yeah, doubles very likely will come into play. And again, I think, I think Canada will be, in the fa- will be the favourites in that doubles. But imagining what the tension in the atmosphere will be like, it, it really will be a anything-can-happen situation, which for people that just want to see good tennis and drama and intensity bodes very well, I think. Yeah. Is, it, is there any chance that, that, that there could be a team change for Canada and Eugenie Bouchard just gets brought in for a big match purpose? Professional pickleball player Eugenie Bouchard. <laughs> Grand Slam finalist Eugenie Bouchard. I'm just, I, just, I just think back to when she beat Maria Sharapova. You know what I mean? That, that, that match in Stuttgart, I think it was, when, when, uh, when, when she was coming back from the, from the ban and she just... Quite a long time ago. 
it was a long time ago, but she'd got no form. And then suddenly she found a, a, a reason to just elevate. And, and the other thing is, that was a real hammering that she took today. Um, I mean, what was it, two and one, something like that? Against Stakusic, this Stikusic, is. yeah. A very good player who, who's beaten her there. You know, you would, you, would, you would expect that, I suppose, on, um, on paper. But still, that, do, you, do you want to give her the go tomorrow? I mean, she's had a, a couple of great results. Or do you just want to go a different direction altogether? There's not much to lose, is there, by throwing in a bit of a curveball? You know, because if you're if you're if you're likely to lose that match anyway, you know, then maybe trying to get in the Italians' heads and get you know do something unexpected that might that might be helpful, I suppose. So I think it's I wouldn't completely rule it out. But she won't I freeze, think... will she, Bouchard? She, I mean, she might not be good enough anymore, and she might be too out of touch and all the rest of it and she hasn't shown form for a long time but she is a kind of a big match player in as much as she'll just love the spotlight and the moment I would have thought she has I'm just looking through her results for this year um, a lot of it not at tour level there's quite a lot of ITF level stuff in there I mean look, there's some there's some bad results in here there's a lot of first round losses a lot of qualifying losses she she's beaten Kai Yuvan this year. She's beaten Kim Birrell. Um, this was sort of earlier on in the year. We're talking May, June. The uh, the Kai Yuvan victory was on clay. Um, she qualified for Madrid. Beat Elizabeth Mandlick. Beat Saris Ribes. Oh, no, Saris Ribes. That was a retirement. Let's not count that. She beat Diana Stremska in Madrid. Of course. Lost to Trevisan. The one that sparked Lost the tweet. To, yeah. Lost to Trevisan pretty heavily, but that's Madrid. It's clay. Um, yeah, I, I perhaps was a bit dismissive there, David. It, it is nothing to lose. You know she'll handle the occasion. Is Re- yeah. Rebecca Marino the other player, isn't would, it? Would, would be fun. I'd probably go Marino. Marino's got the, the big game, but I just feel like, Bouchard, if you want to roll the dice on somebody who's going to take it, really, like, be in the face of her opponent. I mean, crikey, I'll tell you what, Trevor San as well. I mean, I think Trevor San's probably just too good for her these days. But those two <laughs> going, going head to head, I think could be, would be fun. And I, ju- I just think Kusic today was so far off. I mean, she'd have to play the sort of match she played on those first couple of days. And I, I just mm. think that's unlikely, really. Do you think if Jeannie Bouchard got picked, played, won, helped Canada to win the Billie Jean King Cup for the first time in its history, do you think she'd give up pickleball? No. No, I don't. Because pickleball's the cash cow. I don't, I don't really understand Eugenie Bouchard, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, she... When I think of her career and the trajectory, I mean, it's gone. She came on the scene. She had that incredible year where she reached, I think, was it three semifinals? And, well, two semifinals at a Grand Slam and a final in the same year. I mean, it's pretty astonishing, yeah. isn't it? It was Australia, French Open, then she reached the Wimbledon final, loses that one to Petra Kvitova, 
Um, and then she kind of just dropped dramatically. And then she had that accident in, in the US Open when she slipped and she had the concussion and she was really not the same for quite a long time after that. And that whole court case and and I don't know. And, and, and since then, she's not really been relevant in tennis at all other than to just occasionally just start having massive blow-ups with people. Um, Sharapova, Yastremska. Um, and yeah, going off to play pickleball and she doesn't, I, I just, isn't she, is she not very good? Is is after all, like when she've had that one season and she just got found out, is that what happened? Or did she, I don't know. I, I always wonder, well, why did she just completely disappear as a, as a force in tennis? She hasn't disappeared off, you know, the radar because she's got a big following and posts a lot, I suppose. But I just feel a bit confused by her career. Yeah, you and the rest of the tennis world, I think, David. So what's going to happen tomorrow, Matt? Canada are going to do it. I think they're going to be for, you know, a couple of weeks at least, the the reigning Davis Cup and Billie Jean King Cup champions. I I, I, I believe in the power of Leila Fernandez. Would be fun. So do you, do you think they'll get it done in the doubles? In the doubles, you think? I think so. I think I think Trevisan will win the opening singles for Italy, and I think Canada will will have to do what they did tonight. Mm. I'm excited. Okay, me too. Me too. Turin kicks off tomorrow. Uh, well, it starts with the doubles, of course. The top top seeds, uh, Ivan Dodig and Austin Krychek, up against Maximo Gonzalez and Andres Molteni. They are the seventh seeds from Argentina, I believe. Then it's the first uh, singles match of the day. Yannick Sinner against Stefano Tsitsipas is the scheduled match. But there are rumours swirling that Stefano Tsitsipas might not be able to play. Uh, he's had to curtail practice both the last two days with a shoulder injury. Um, and... Yeah, it doesn't doesn't look brilliant for him. If he's able to play, it doesn't sound like he'll be fully fit to to play at at his top level. So uh, that that's an injury he's been struggling with all year, isn't it? So uh, watch this space for that one. Uh, the night session starts with the double Santiago Gonzalez and Eduardo Roger Vasselin against Marcel Gonoyes and Horatio Zabayos, the fourth seeds against the fifth seeds. And then it's Holger Runa against Novak Djokovic, which is a, a pretty cool night session singles match to kick things off with. Um, did everybody see uh, the lovely, wholesome content today of Daniel Medvedev's daughter catching sight of the enormous poster of her dad No, backstage in Turin. Oh, it really it. warmed my heart. <laughs> she's just toddling, she's toddling down a big corridor and she, she turns to her right and she realizes it, it's a sort of eight foot high poster of her dad's face. <laughs> and she just gazes at it in bemusement and wonderment. And it's lovely. Um, and yeah, it's very. It, it, she's an adorable baby, isn't she? But she has Daniel Medvedev's actual face. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really 
<laughs> oh, you know exactly whose his daughter it is. No question about it. Yeah, it turns out Danny Medvedev has the face of a really cute female baby. <laughs> Maybe she thought she was looking at an eight-foot-tall photo of herself then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, it's all over social media if you want to find that video. I'll, uh, I'll post it on our Instagram stories. It is... It's lovely stuff. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with one last Billie Jean King Cup Finals Daily podcast. We'll also tell you about what's happened on day one in Turin. Then we'll have a few days off, but don't worry, we'll be back mid next week to wrap the group stages from Turin and look ahead to the semis and finals. And then Matt will be off to Malaga. Don't think about it yet, Matt. You've, <laughs> you've got enough time to wash your pants in between. That's all I that need it. right that's it for today i think how much battery have i got left i'm not red yet i'm 28 percent. we could keep going if you like let's go to bed well (laughs) well, we may need that 28 percent for tomorrow's podcast (laughs) oh i'm hoping to get some charge in the bag before then matt this is well i didn't know how dire the the situation was Well, right now it's pretty dire, but I I intend to address it. Great. Uh, But if you don't hear me on tomorrow's tomorrow's (laughs) podcast, folks, you do know why. Um, But that's it for today. We have our mascots, of course. We've just done our picks for next week. I've got Maisie. We've gone... Well, no, I won't reveal who we've gone I've got Maisie. How rogue have we gone... (laughs) Oh, no, it's all good. Don't you I've try and Zenia. take Maisie off me. Matt took my last <laughs> one. I've got Xenia. Um, Maisie definitely wouldn't swap you for me. Correct. Is, and Maisie's Darwin very happy David being top of the league. Desperately. Uh, anyway, Xenia, you, you lumbered with me. Uh, and I'm trying to think how... Ro- We've gone medium rogue for the winner in Turin. Medium rogue, I would say. Sign up to the newsletter... If you want to find out what medium rogue means. (laughs) Matt has got Darwin. Mm. How rogue have you gone? Uh, Given your definition, I would say medium rogue. Medium rogue. Okay. I've gone properly rogue. Uh, Yeah, David's gone properly rogue. (laughs) (laughs) Get on that newsletter, folks. (laughs) Billie Jean is sponsored by Billie Jean King, who watched, I think, every single tennis ball that was hit today in Seville she was dancing I mean it's just what a woman joyful looked rather happier than a namesake about tennis I would say yeah yeah that's probably true (laughs) um yeah she and Alana Kloss sponsor Billie Jean Canine we have our top folks and executive producers Matt don't worry I'm saying it the normal way Jamie Hannah and Drew and we have shout outs we have Justine Young in the New Forest. Oh. Like Donald Young. Yes. Indeed. Like Justine Ennan. Justine Ennan. Once we went on a family holiday to the New Forest once when I was very little, four or five. I went when I was 12. Um, we might have been there um, at the same time. <laughs> oh, no, that doesn't quite work. No. We're, there's a bigger age no. gap. I forgot. It was a good, it was a good thought. <laughs> when I was 12, you were minus what I, one. What I, what I remember about that holiday is that they had us an outdoor pool 
but that sort of had a conservatory on top of it. So it was like, is it indoor? Is it outdoor? Who can say? And it had a glass sliding door into the pool. And as I slid the sliding door open, um, a worm fell on my head, sort of dropped down. It was dislodged by the sliding of the door and (laughs) plopped onto my head. Of course it did. And it was an absolutely terrible moment that I still remember (laughs) to this day. I mean, anyway, I mean, thank you, Justine. Folks. I mean, that is obviously bad and traumatic, but I, I for some reason, I thought you were going to say something much worse involving involving the glass element of the door. So I was quite, no, 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 I was quite relieved no, no actually when you said a worm fell on your head. But I'm, I'm sorry that that sounds bad. You would freak the hell out as an adult if that happened to you. <laughs> Matt, if it happened to you, something would happen badly with the glass thereafter. <laughs> Is my prediction. Listen, that's that's entirely yeah. fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, Thank you, Justine. I should say, Justine said a lovely message that her husband and I started playing tennis during COVID and they became addicted to playing and watching and started listening to the podcast. And the shout out and subscription to be a friend for Justine was a birthday gift from her husband, Russell. So I thought oh, that was top rather, man, Russell. Good rather lovely. Really lovely. Thank you, Justine, and thank you, Russell. We've also got Felipe Gonçalves from Lisbon, Portugal. Whoa. Hello. He is what a professional cool swimmer. Thanks, Felipe. <gasps> is he now? A professional swimmer, but tennis obsessed. <laughs> Felipe, I've said Gonçalves because I think that's how it's pronounced in Portuguese, but it looks like Gonçalves. Can't help mm. you, but delighted. Gonçalves with a C. Yeah, with a C with a... No, I'm a labour and public economist focusing on policing, crime and education. I've got the wrong guy. (laughs) Like Felipe Volandri. Yes. Is it Felipe with with an F or a PH? Uh, With... It's it's F-I-L-I-P-E. Oh, okay. I think I've done a very good job. Anyway. Gonsalves, Gonsalves with a C. Is it not Felipe Volandri? Oh, God, is it? <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> I'm so pleased. It's late, folks. Anyway, Philippe, hey, um, delighted. I really want to Google him, but I haven't got the battery. <laughs> delighted. Your dad's not going to be happy with this podcast ending, is he? Too much giggling. Nope. Uh, but Philippe, delighted to have you as a friend. Yes, thank you, Philippe. Next up, we've got Rachel, Nick and Winston the dog. Oh, they're in hello, Rachel, Nick, up. and Winston the dog. They're in London, and their little um, give us more information about you if you want is Nick once held the door open for David at Queen's, but completely bottled it when it came to saying huge fan of the pod. <laughs> oh, Nick, and that's my favorite thing to be said to me. <laughs> it is. <laughs> if you want to see me beam. You say that, and I'll be very happy. Cheers, Nick. Aww. Top man. And all your family. Thank you, Nick, 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 Rachel, and Winston. Thank you. Any more details about Winston? Winston often barks along with Billie Jean. Oh. <laughs> Love that. It's like they're friends and they don't know it. Mm. Lovely stuff. And finally, we have Alex Tressadern in London and... You you do know Alex. Alex says, 
I got the selfie with Alcaraz at Wimbledon with me and my mate Dan in our in the mix stroke on the boat shirt. We also beard you up for your first live Wimbledon show. Legend. Legend. Honest to God, legend. I enjoyed that beer so much (laughs) that night. I was going to say I enjoyed that photo so much. Yeah, it's a close call between the two. Yeah, all of it. Cheers, Alex. Yeah, I'm lost for word, Alex. Words, Alex. Actually, you have you have contributed so much to the podcast this year, um, and we are incredibly grateful. That that picture is so epic, mm. um, as were the beers. So thank you, thank you very much for both those things, and for being a friend, a shout out friend of the pod. Um, that. Concludes the giggling portion of the show. Sorry, Dad, once again. He's turned off by now. We'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> he definitely has. We'll be back tomorrow for more. And we can't wait. We'll speak to you then. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 